it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, well-being and relationships. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Dr. Carrie Ruxton, who is a dietitian for the Health and Food Supplements Information Service, HSIS. And new data from HSIS reveals that the UK is lacking the recommended daily requirements of eight key nutrients. These nutrients include vitamin D, folate, calcium, magnesium, selenium, iron, iodine and amino and so she provides insights on which age groups are suffering the most and why and also provides their top 10 tips or top 10 tips taking the right amount of key nutrients so welcome Dr Carrie welcome thank you for being here hello Gemma lovely to be here with you that's all right thank you so uh, yes how um what should we talk about um yeah nutrients what kind of nutrients do we need in our system and does it does it happen about the different um where are we like we're in autumn at the moment so do we need different nutrients for different times of the year we don't actually i mean we we need small amounts of these micronutrients as they're called and um, to keep our bodies uh, ticking over to make sure we have normal growth development if you're in the younger age group and repair and renewal for us uh, older people and it just basically makes sure that your bodies are working normally and working optimally. And these micronutrients inc include vitamins, as you've mentioned, plus minerals and trace elements, and also um, fatty acids, the different types of fats that we get in our diet, and nutrients such as fiber as well, which are great for gut health. So all of these have got a role in the diet. And I think too often, Gemma, we get very focused on calories, don't we? Yes, and we, we do. know that um, some of us are maybe having a, a bit too many calories, and are, you know, particularly at this time of year when we've been in lockdown a lot, we maybe haven't done as much exercise, and the weight has gone on, and we're now into the dark winter months when it yeah. really is hard to try and shift that weight. And so you can almost get too focused on calories and forget about these very vital vitamins, minerals and fatty acids, which are all about optimal health. They're about our immune system and they're about, um, as I say, renewing and repairing our body tissues as we age. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose different people are at risk of different things like different life stages. So we need to bring in nutritional um advantages for them i suppose like when you're pregnant you need folic acid or i did as well when i was pregnant with my two yeah absolutely and i think even though all of us need all of the nutrients um all of the time and um, that doesn't mean that you can't focus on particular nutrients for different age groups and uh, and sexes as well so what we see when we look at the national diet and nutrition survey 
which is um, what I focused on in, in, in uh, my new report for uh, the health, health and Food Supplements Information Service, is that you've got, you start off with the under fives who can have issues with being picky eaters and uh, not quite eating the full range of foods and getting the, enough variety in their diets. And that's why we really have to focus on um, in, introducing foods uh, fairly quickly after weaning. So once you get to six months, you really want to be bringing those foods in, um, things like uh, vegetables first and then fruits, um, whole grains, um, fish, eggs, meat, getting all those things into the diet so that the child can get the benefit from the nutrients, but also adding in an A, C and D supplement as recommended by the government for the under fives. And then you, I suppose the next age group is looking at teenagers because children under 10 are actually pretty good eaters. Uh, if you look yes. at the survey, they're getting basically what they need in the in the diet. Yeah. But then you get to teenage years and everything goes off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you get things like breakfast skipping, dieting. And uh, my son, who's now 21, went through a period where he was absolutely obsessed with building muscles and eating protein to the exclusion of everything else. We sometimes he would have five or six eggs but he wouldn't eat any vegetables or fruit or <laughs> he was eating an awful lot of sweets as well. So it's all about helping your teen to focus on the key food groups um, yeah. and make sure they get their five a day, make sure they're eating regularly and not skipping meals or dieting. Um, and they go on to quite fatty diets as well. So you'll get a lot of girls that say, I'm not, you know, I'm going keto now or yeah. I'm going vegan, and then they start just completely missing out on whole food groups. So again, they need a lot of guidance. If they are going down a vegan or vegetarian route, it's how to replace those vital animal foods with alternatives, particularly fortified alternatives. And then, of course, I would suggest for a teenager, adding in a general multivit, multimineral into the diet every day, just stick it beside their breakfast cereal and then encourage them to take it. And if they're not having oily fish um, very often, thinking about something like an omega-3 fatty acid supplement, um, it can be um, fish oil or it could be an algae-based supplement for vegetarians. The reason why that's important is because teenage brains go through a massive change um, and, um, and they really benefit from these very long chain fatty acids to help with the brain connections. Um, so if they're if they're not eating fish for whatever reason, it's really important to get that uh, omega three supplement in. Okay. Um, and then we yeah. get later on in life. So as you as you mentioned, we've got pregnancy where the key nutrients are folic acid. Even before you get pregnant, you you want to be taking folic acid. Um, I would say several months before you even conceive, uh, right the way through to the second trimester. And then uh, vitamin D is very important for uh, pregnancy and breastfeeding. So you're absolutely right. You know, at certain times in our lives where we just need that extra support in our diet for new Yes, yeah. And with teenagers, going back to them, do they, especially with girls, when they start their periods, when they start their cycles, do they need then more, uh, more iron because they're, they're not yes. used to losing that amount? Not that it's That's right. Not yeah, that. I mean, women actually need iron all through their um, their the fer their fertile phase. I mean, I, I'm now in my 50s and I still haven't got to menopause yet, 
and I find that my periods are extremely heavy. And even though I do eat a balanced diet and I have red meat, yeah. um, I have been iron deficient several times in the last few years just because I'm losing so much blood with heavy periods. Right. So okay. it's just really, you know, as soon as you start menstruating, right until the time when you reach menopause, women do have an enhanced requirement for iron. And if you are not having things like... Um, uh, fortified breakfast cereals, beans, pulses, uh, and red meat, then you're going to struggle. Uh, and so, you know, if you're in that position and you have been feeling tired, out of breath when going up the stairs at home, maybe you're losing concentration, you might be iron deficient. And it's worth just checking in with your GP or if you want, just go straight to taking um, an iron supplement at uh, recommended levels. Yeah, yeah. And does this include sports people as well, as in like if you're an athlete, then they need more of a certain vitamin, depending on what their what their sport is, their chosen sport, or is it just in general that everybody would need roughly the same amount of things? Well, you if you are a larger athlete, so I'm thinking about people like rugby players, weightlifters then you would have an enhanced requirement for vitamins and minerals because it is based on kilogram body weight. Okay. So when, when you see the recommended levels for the general population, what they've done is they've calculated that based on kilogram body weight and just said, well, an average person is this weight. So this is the weight for, for males. This is the weight for females. That's why you have different requirements for males and females. Um, and so if you were a larger athlete, then you probably would need to look at vitamins and minerals in your diet. But it's worth bearing in mind, though, that if you are an athlete who is taking protein supplements and shakes, these are quite often fortified anyway with vitamins and minerals. Yes. And so you don't want to double up. Uh, so you have to be careful about excess amounts, particularly of things like vitamin A, um, because uh, that that has uh, you know quite a strict level for that you don't want to exceed because it can then get into the, um, you know, the, not dangerous, yeah. but, you know, you, you're then kind of at greater risk of toxicity. So yes. um, do be careful about doubling up if you are taking um, fortified foods and, and things like protein supplements and shakes. Yeah, I've always been on the, I don't know, on the fence about this. And I know I should take vitamins and minerals, but I don't. And... <laughs> And you don't vitamin D. No. I think because I, I, I we're outside a lot and I just feel that I get it enough from the sun, although we probably don't. No, you don't. I mean, do you wear do you wear, do you wear sun cream? Uh sometimes. Yeah, because that, that blocks it, you know. So it can be if it's cloudy outside, you won't make vitamin D. If you've yeah. got makeup on, sun cream. Um, if you're indoors, if you've got clothing on. So this is why in the UK, it's just so important to take your vitamin D supplement in the winter and spring, because at that time of year, even if it's a sunny winter's day, the sun is too low in the horizon to okay, stimulate yeah. your skin to make the vitamin D. Um, so even if you're outdoors in a t-shirt in November and it's sunny, you will not be making any vitamin D and um, your body stores are having to last for five, six months. So that's why we recommend a top up in the winter and spring. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm an outdoor person as well. I run, I do CrossFit. Um, so in the summer, um, I'm fine. 
but I am taking my 25 micrograms uh, actually um, and I will be now until uh, May. Okay, yeah, all right, I need to do that then. <laughs> I think you do, yeah. I would, I would just say to all your listeners, it's just so important. It was a, a survey from the British Nutrition Foundation just a couple of weeks ago showing that half of the population are still unaware about the vitamin D recommendations and wow. how important it is. And, you know, with the pandemic still in mind, there are studies showing that if you are uh, vitamin D deficient, you've got a higher risk of picking up COVID and getting sick from it. So it's not to say that vitamin yeah, D is like a, it, vitamin D is not a treatment for, for COVID, but we are just finding that people with lower levels in their blood and a risk of deficiency have got a greater chance of, of catching COVID. So I think it's probably because vitamin D has got a very strong role in the immune system. Yeah, and that's probably the reason. But yeah, this is a, a good time to to look out those vitamin D supplements and get some advice from your pharmacist and get get the right dose for you. Yeah, because yeah, there are so many different doses, and then does it depend on how expensive they are as well? If they're more expensive, they're better for you, or no? no? Okay, definitely good. not. I mean, you can you can pick up a a really bog standard, you know, uh, simple vitamin D supplement from the supermarket and it will be very inexpensive um, and really the, the, the recommended dose is 10 micrograms a day but uh, you can go up to 100 micrograms a day that's the safe upper level wow, okay. and I actually take 25 because I feel that I live in Scotland where it really is pretty poor weather for half of the year. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really want to make sure that I'm not vitamin D deficient. So even if you're taking 20, 30 or 50, you're still well within the safe limit. Okay. And things that I read the other day, or we were watching a program the other day about, uh, I think it was vitamin C. And they were saying you can get most of the vitamin C levels from what you eat. And then if you then have a supplement on top of that, you're just weighing it out. Is that true or not really? Um, it, it depends on your individual requirements. So um, the recommendations for vitamin C, uh, depending if you look at the, the labels or, or your age-related vitamin C level, can be anything between 40 and 80 um, milligrams a day. Okay. And you'll probably get about that in a supplement or maybe even 100 um, in some supplements. Um, but when you're, for example, uh, very stressed or if you're taking regular intense exercise, you know, things like HIIT exercising, um, or if you are um, get, getting a cold or a flu or an infection, your vitamin C requirements rise quite rapidly. Okay. And studies have shown that um, if, for example, you are exercising intensely, uh, you know, quite a lot of the time, a having a higher amount of vitamin C in the diet can reduce your chance of infections. And if you have picked up a cold or flu, having high dose vitamin C for about a week or 10 days um, can reduce the number of days that you're sick. Okay. So, yes, I would say most of the time, if you have your five fruit and veg every single day, you will be getting enough vitamin C for normal life. But there are certain times in our lives where we do need more and it's, uh, I mean, for example, uh, I keep a, a very high dose vitamin C supplement in the cupboard. It's a thousand milligrams, wow. which is uh, very high. Um, and I keep it for just colds and flus. So as soon as I feel I've got something coming on, 
I'll then take it for 10 days and then stop. And I also take it with zinc because it's the okay. combination of vitamin C and zinc. So it's just really giving myself a boost when I when I need the extra vitamin yes. C. Yeah. And then with a lot of people now going vegan, I know we've touched on this before, but um, do you find that it is harder that they need to eat a lot more but also still having the same amount of nu nutrients like vitamins and minerals, would they need to eat a lot more of pulses and grains to get that amount, say, in one red meat sitting? Yes, absolutely. So the, the, the twin difficulties with a vegan or vegetarian diet when you're excluding animal products is that they have less, they have less minerals, so things like um, iron and zinc um, and iodine, and they also are less bioavailable. So that means that the amount that you're taking from your spinach, for example, um, the, for example, the iron in spinach, you're only going to absorb about 10% of it. Okay. And that is compared with 30% of the iron in red meat. So I mean, oh, you can that's see, really nice. I know, I mean, you can see even in something like red meat where you think, oh, you're gonna take in all of it. Um, some, you know, quite often you won't, you'll only take about 30% in, but you'll, you'll only take 10% of it from the plant foods. And that's because uh, a lot of plant foods contain other, um, what we call phytonutrients. So they're things like polyphenols and also fibers that inhibit mineral absorption. So there's kind of anti-nutrients in some of these fruits and vegetables that slow down and uh, block the absorption of your minerals. So yeah. that is why um, it's a good idea to, if you are, certainly if you're vegan, to have a, a specialist supplement for vegan people, which okay. will then target things like vitamin B12, which you don't get in plant foods. You only get it in animal foods or foods that come from um, microbiological um, um, substances. If you think about yeast, you know, yeast powder, so yeast will contain some vitamin B12, but you know, your, your vegetables, fruit and, and plant foods will not. Yeah. Um, and you also need iodine uh, and zinc and selenium and um, vitamin D as well as iron. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're missing out on quite a few nutrients, but you can add them back in again through supplementation, through fortification. So make sure, for example, if you're not having dairy and you're choosing um, plant milks, that you go for a fortified plant milk that contains calcium and iodine. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, really. Yeah. yeah, add it all in, yeah. Hello, this is Gemma from Easy Yoga and I wanted to talk to you about the Easy Yoga On Demand Yoga Classes. Now, transform the way you start and set the tone for your days. Come and join the Easy Yoga On Demand Yoga Classes where you will be able to stretch your yoga practice, calm your mind and feel totally amazing in the process. Another collection of flows, meditations and mindfulness movements focus on strength and flexibility to help you hit the ground running each morning and to handle any challenges that come your way with grace and ease because we always have challenges every single day we have challenges 
So together we wake up the body, focus on the mind and take each day with power and intention. And you can leave this platform feeling calm, relaxed, connected, alive and most of all focused on you. And there are so many different classes. There's over 260 classes now all taught by me. There are how to, so how to do at downward dog, how to do at tree pose, how to do a certain yoga pose. There's also yoga fours, so yoga for headaches, yoga for shoulder pain, yoga for backache, yoga for stomach ache, lots of different things like that. There are over, I think now, 15 meditations. So you can feel calm and you can relax. There are lots of other ones. So we've got Hatha yoga, we've got Vinyasa, we've got office yoga, chair poses. There are so, so many different ones on there. So go and have a look. It is free for seven days and then it's just seven pounds a month after that. And the website is easyyoga.co.uk forward slash access now 100% free. That's easyyoga.co.uk forward slash access now 100% free. And it's free for seven days and then it's seven pounds a month after that. And also a lot of my clients are um, commuters, they are professional women and they're out for, I don't know, 12 hours a day. And sometimes we'll have a meal sat at their desk or they'll just go and quickly pop to the shop and yeah, not get a very healthy one and then come back and eat it at the desk. Is that bad? Because you're not really, you're not, I don't know what the word is, you're not thinking about your choices, you're just grabbing it and going. And I think a lot of people are like that as well, because they're too busy to, to make stuff at home. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't stress enough that it's so important to get a handle on your diet and, and, and prioritise your diet and your eating, because you're putting it into your body and you're expecting your body to keep going day after day <laughs> after day. You know, you expect to go to work, perform, you're going to uh, concentrate on your, your meetings and your job and interact with your colleagues. You, you can't get ill because you don't want to be stuck at home being ill. Uh, you maybe want to go to a fitness class. You want to socialize. So your poor old body and brain is being put under a lot of stress all day long. And you have a, lo- a lot of expectations about your performance and it needs decent fuel. So there's no point, for example, there's no point expecting your, uh, your car to drive for hundreds and hundreds of miles and only put water in it you know you need, <laughs> the, reason, the reason you need to put petrol or diesel in your car is because it's a very high energy fuel to make your motor run and and the body is no different you know you, you can't you can't put crap in your body and expect yeah. it to perform well so I would I use say, that analogy you know, a lot <laughs> exactly so what, what I tend to do because I have a busy life too I've got two kids one's 21 one's 12 um, I've got a job, I've got two dogs and a husband and everything's going on. It's just like a madhouse here sometimes. And I sit down on a, on a Sunday afternoon and I just plan my week. I yep. plan my exercise, I put my exercise classes in, I get the diet sorted out. I say, right, you know, what we're having for dinner and those nights, maybe do a bit of batch cooking, maybe stick it in the freezer, stick it in the fridge if I know I'm going to be really busy. And for lunches, I mean, nothing beats a pot of soup. It's a great way of using up food waste. You know, if you've got kind of hard looking, um, you know, parsnips or carrots and the potatoes have got a few rotten bits on them, you know, just stick stick them in a pot, clean them up, stick them in a pot with a handful of lentils. And you don't even need to use fresh stock. You can just use stock cubes and hot water. I've got a slow cooker. You you can just batch cook and get things organised. 
And, you know, if we're going to the office, something like tins of mixed beans and you just mix it with couscous or bulgur wheat, which you can soak. You can do a bit of cold pasta and stick in some a tin of sweet corn. Um, you can get cold, cold meats, ham, um, turkey, that kind of thing. So really, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, and to get, you know, your fruit and veg, remember that dried fruit counts, um, tinned, frozen, as well as fresh. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. a glass of a glass of orange juice every morning, that counts as one of your five a day. So it, it actually is not that hard. And remember it, you will feel so much better with a decent diet. Definitely. And also pat lunches, like my son, he's seven, so he's at school. He gets really bored of sandwiches because they just are a bit boring. And so uh, I asked him this morning what he wanted and he said cold pasta with tuna. So I was like, yeah, yeah perfect. Then it's just easy, quickly cook the pasta. You can either do it on the Sunday and then it's there ready, yeah, just to pick up and, and go. So I think, yeah, certainly meal prep. We do that in our house and it's so much quicker everything yeah. you can just grab and go and yeah you've you've got that time to do it no matter how busy you are you will have time for your health you just need to make it a priority yeah and it costs less too you know i mean yes. all those uh i mean for a while i was i was based in an office and i was nipping out to you know um the the local shops and chains chain stores to go and pick up a sandwich and a coffee and things and you end up spending so what? much money so if you if you just sort of make some things at home and take it in, you could save loads of money, and uh, and and not to mention all the packaging that you have to throw yes. away when you buy things like pre-prepared sandwiches, salads, um, you know, coffees, and so on. Uh, so it's it's actually much better for the environment just to cook simply at home and put it in Tupperware dishes and reusable cups. Yeah. And do you find as well that, uh, well, especially in our house, we get hangry a lot, <laughs> hungry and angry. And I, I do say to them, the kids, I do say, just know what your body's wanting. You are crying because, or something's upset you because you are hungry. You haven't eaten for three or four hours. You, your body's saying, I need food, I need food. And as soon as, yeah, as soon as they even have two mouthfuls, they are back to normal. So I yeah. think it's learning what your body needs as well and and being mindful of what your body needs to to what you're actually feeding it but then also portion sizes as well do you go by that quite a bit yeah i do and, and in fact i have noticed that i put a bit of weight on during the last year because of being stuck indoors and my gym was closed several times um and it's just you know struggling trying to get it back off again and while i eat a, a pretty healthy diet i do have the odd bit of cake and things but you yeah, know so do I. I <laughs> I generally eat a healthy diet, but I have been finding that my portion sizes have crept up. So okay. I'm now just trying to keep that under control. Um, because even if you eat, you know, really healthy stuff, if you eat too much of it, you will gain weight or not be able to lose weight. Yes. So yeah, you know, portion sizes are really important. And and even things like, you know, nuts and seeds, because I've been relying on nuts and seeds for snacks. Because I go to the gym, come out. And I sort of keep a big packet of nuts in the car and I, I scoff yeah. them on, on the drive home. But then I realized I was getting about three, four hundred calories you know, so <laughs> from that. It's, it's quite yeah. a lot for a snack. Um, so it's just really kind of being mindful about which things are really high in calories and um, and, you know, managing the frequency that you're having them and the portion size as well. 
Yes, yeah. And then when you, so we'll go back to uh, like life stages as well. So someone that is a teenager would have different nutritional requirements to an older person. So an older person wouldn't need specifically what a teenager would and the other way around. Yeah, I mean, they both they both need the same, but then it, it, again, it goes on body weight. So you, okay. you tend to find with older people that they've lost quite a lot of their muscle mass. And so they will have a, a lower requirement for things like um, uh, calories um, and fat, but they'll still have quite a high requirement for vitamins and minerals. Okay. And then it makes it quite hard for them to eat the right amount of food to get those vitamins and minerals because they've maybe not, they're maybe not so hungry as they used to be. They're less active. They've got less muscle mass. Um, so it's just really about making sure that every meal counts. Yes. And if you do have um, older people in your family that have maybe got small appetites, it's making sure that they don't go for the easy option of the, the biscuits, the cake, um, something, you know, piece of toast, because there isn't an awful lot in that. Yeah. Um, try and make sure that they are getting um, high quality, high nutrient meals and little and often to, en yeah. to encourage the appetite. Although it's, it, we used to think in the past that older people didn't need so much protein, but actually that's not true. Okay. Uh, be because this muscle mass loss that older people get, which is called sarcopenia, actually responds to increasing the protein in the diet. So we found that things like um, eggs, um, for example, you know, instead of having a you know, breakfast cereal, give them eggs for, for breakfast and make sure that they have small amounts of protein right throughout the day. So that's when your um, your your nuts and seeds and, you know, your chicken sandwich and your uh, your minced beef at night will actually do your older uh, family member a lot of good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I wouldn't have really thought about it like that. But yeah, the way you put it is, yeah, yeah, I can totally get that. And then also when you are pregnant as well, yes, you need different bits or no, not pregnant. When you're breastfeeding, would you say you still need to keep your iron levels up or, or you need more, more vitamins and minerals because you're giving it out in milk form? You definitely need more calcium, but apart from that is pretty much the same nutrients as you would if, if you weren't breastfeeding. Okay. Um, and you're not having your periods usually, yeah. uh, you know, during, you, delays um, periods coming back. So you wouldn't have an enhanced um, iron requirement. But I think the thing to watch out for is fluid. So to make sure that you're taking in enough fluid um, so that you're, you're be able to, to produce milk. And getting rest as well. I mean, I remember my daughter was uh, nearly 10 pounds in weight when she was wow. born because she was two weeks late. Oh. And uh, I was like breastfeeding morning, noon and night. I was absolutely exhausted and really had to make sure I got a lot of rest. I was a, an older mum as well. So I was 42 when she was born. Okay. Um, so, wow. yeah, I think it's just taking care of yourself. There's a lot of women, though, that are, are gaining too much weight during pregnancy, you know, maybe starting pregnancy already overweight or obese, um, you know, with a higher body mass index and then um, being inactive during pregnancy. And then they hit breastfeeding um, and they're tired as well and they're still not losing that weight. So I think it's just really important to be conscious about your weight during pregnancy. It's not the time to start dieting, no. but maybe when you're thinking about planning for a, a family, really look at your health and fitness. You know, this is, you know, you being a fitness professional, 
um, will very much kind of relate to your uh, work, but it's getting yourself fit and healthy for pregnancy and making sure that you're not eating for two during pregnancy, that you're you're having uh, appropriate weight gain during yeah, pregnancy yeah. Uh, and not, uh, you know, putting on three, four stone in weight and then struggling to lose it later. Yeah, yeah. I think I did read when I was pregnant something about you only need one extra tablespoon of food for that baby because it that baby's tummy is absolutely tiny and does not yeah. need it. So uh, yeah, one extra spoonful of whatever it is, yeah, is not going to yeah. equate to two sandwiches, like four sandwiches or four pieces of toast or something like no, that. And there's, there's no reason, unless your doctor is advised against it, there's no reason why you can't stay fit and active during pregnancy, you know, whether it's um, yoga or swimming or walking. I mean, there's even, if you're used to taking physical activity, there's a lot of women that can keep their normal physical activity going for the first six months. And it's only when they get a lot larger that um, they have to kind of rein it back. So, you know, don't just sort of say, right, that's it, I'm pregnant, it's feet up, uh, ordering the pizza for the next uh, three months. <laughs> no, definitely not. And have you got any tips, as in like maybe two or three tips that you could give for, well, for what we've just talked about, really? I think I think my tips would be to make sure you're getting enough variety in your diet, so not overly restricting yourself, um, because the, the more variety you have, the more nutrients that you're getting in your diet. So that'd be number one. Uh, number two would be to bridge those dietary gaps with an appropriate supplement, whether it's a daily multivit, multimineral, omega-3s, iron, whatever you think you need. Just make sure you're, you're keeping that in mind, particularly vitamin D at this time of, of year. And then I think the third thing is cooking. You know, whether you're a good cook or a, a pretty you know, poor cook or a, 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 someone who's not very confident in the kitchen, just try and up those skills because it can save you money. It's better for your health and it's better for the environment to, to be cooking more at home um, and eating your own home cooked food. Yes, definitely. Yes. Thank you. That's amazing. You're welcome. Uh, where can we find you? I will put the report uh, in the show notes so people can yeah. read it. Um, but yes, where can we find you? What's your website or the... the yeah, well, the, the, web, the website for, for HSIS is um, hsis.org. And there's lots of information there about diet, and which should always be the cornerstone, um, and then adding appropriate supplementation on top. Perfect. Thank you so much. I've learned so much. It's been really good. Thank you. We'll have you on again soon. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I'd love to because I'm interested in exercise as well. So um, that's good. Have, yeah, both both my son and I are CrossFit instructors. I mean, he's, oh! much, he's much better than me. I, I've only done the level one um, and, uh, you know, didn't really do very much with it. I just did it to kind of keep him company, really. That's good. Um, <laughs> he's... Um, He's a level one coach and he's now competing in com CrossFit competitions. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I'm actually doing some of his classes now that he's teaching in the local gym and I go along and do my CrossFit classes with That's him. Crazy. So yeah, I love, I'm really interested in fit and I love yoga as well. I love um, Ashtanga yoga. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so That's good. Try and, yeah. try and fit that in on top of everything too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we'll definitely have you back on again soon. <laughs> That's great. I love you to talk to you, Gemma. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye -bye. 
Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts and thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Bye.